This is an Average Robots production. Did you shoot him in the head before you bagged it? Yeah, I did, actually. I killed these tea leaves myself. <laughs> all right. That's just rude. Yeah, man, it is pretty rude. That's toxic, man. It's all right. My TikTok from today. Did you do it humanely? Up. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was perfectly humane uh, leaf murder. Okay. So make yeah. sure you didn't execute them. Kosher. No, it was it was definitely an execution, but it was just like a clean, like, easy kill. So, like, not you didn't gas them out. Got it. Welcome to Utopia. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Idiots Rolling Dice Utopia campaign, episode seven. Uh, I am Mimic the Idiot, DMing this fucking shit show, uh, and I'm joined by wonderful people, as always. Mr. Vex, how you doing? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you had to introduce me first, I was taking a fucking bite, asshole. <laughs> I didn't know you were taking a fucking bite. Leads for classic um, comedy that way. Uh, yeah, uh, I play Keith, um, emotionally detached person. Emotionally uh, fucked up idiot. Uh, no. He is a person, not an idiot. He's a tiefling, Get it right. Still a person. Humanoid. Still a person. Alright, play. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I can't hear play. He's not talking. Alright. I think his mic's fucked up because his Discord icon's highlighted. I'm gonna fucking... I'm going to switch to goddamn Skype, I swear. Uh, we'll go to Jimmy next, then, while Play figures his stuff out. Jimmy? Who's Jimmy, huh? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Yo, anything everybody. anymore. <laughs> yeah, everybody, it is Jimmy. Here, play Robin Hoodie, badass biker mother ever upper, and who can't, still cannot hit crap when he rolls his shots. Oh, yeah. So maybe that'll change tonight, and yeah. Maybe, you know, you could suffer some emotional trauma and that might affect you. <clears throat> and last, certainly not least, oh, there's Play. Never mind. Play, you're up. Hey, how's everybody doing? Just loving the Discord fuck-up life. All right, Miss Daisy Cakes, how you doing, lady? I'm good. Hello, everybody. I'm Daisy. I uh, play Vanessa Halen, uh, the half-elf who is slowly learning to take on her adventure side while still managing to fuck a lot of stuff up yeah i mean she fucked up a couple people last week so that was pretty good okay yeah. speaking of last week first time for everything it was great it was pretty good she <clears throat> had a severe bloodlust it seems like the katana from campaign one hasn't truly left her soul uh so far <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so last week our idiots were in quite a spot of bother. Keith had been arrested and was being tortured for information, as his compatriots, who had escaped the clutches of the crooked police, uh, hatched a plan to break him free. Elsewhere, news of Mortimer poisoning the waters had spread through their new benefactor, Stefan Stonefist's connections, and Mortimer's minds had been seized. Stonefist offered the disgraced Captain Mercant, who still had officers in the precinct loyal to him, protection in exchange for his life, or for his and his officers' help. 
and in taking the police station back and removing the corrupt Lieutenant Alderman. Uh, Mongo then enlisted a few criminal contacts from the Crimson Cane to aid their fight, and the attack was mounted. In the interrogation room, Keith had resisted all forms of torture Alderman and his goons, goons had given him, including a reveal about the death of Keith's parents, which Alderman claimed was by his own hand. With his options running out, Alderman brought in the battered body of Chuck, Keith's informant, who was spotted helping Mercant sneak, sneak out of the district. Keith tried to lie to save the life of Chuck. However, he continued to poke the bear, and Chuck was executed in front of him. With time running low, Mongo, Robin, and Vanessa breached the station. Captain's loyalists and Mongo's criminals' buddies attacked the crooked cops, allowing the party to make a beeline down to the interrogation room, and thanks to some quick thinking, were able to ambush the police who had been preparing to ambush them. With the help of Mercant, the idiots were able to take Alderman and his goons out and rescue Keith. They rose to the main floor of the police station to see that the good guys had won, and as they were exiting the station, a horrific screech echoed throughout the city, and a giant thud shook the outer wall. And that's where we begin today. So all of you are standing outside the police station. Captain Mercant is holding an unconscious Keith over his shoulder, and terror has set in throughout the city. Uh, it was nighttime, but many of the lights in the city have come on in response to the shock of what just happened. Um, high up on the wall, you see a repeating flash of light and hear another screech and a kind of gallop away. Uh, Cap turns to the group and he says, uh, um, that's, that's not good, guys. Uh, the fact that you know what it is just by the sound of the feet is terrifying. I mean, specific monster creature species not a huge uh, expert on that uh however i was more referencing the fact that it was strong enough to actually physically shake the entire structure of the outer wall i mean yeah there was there's that too yeah that's that's not good um we should probably get back to stefan's we did just like attack a police station uh he can get keith taken care of and get me to safe safety <laughs> Like, maybe, maybe get you guys an out. Maybe mm. Keith tricked some, tricked Alderman into spilling something that would help. Um, but we've probably crossed, like, every single line there is to cross in this city so far, so I don't fucking know. Sure, we can find some more lines to cross. At this point... That might be easy. You guys, I wouldn't put anything past you in crossing as many lines and pissing as many people off as you possibly can. I consider that a challenge. You shouldn't. I'm just going to be I'm going to be honest with you. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> I think that was hell. I'm going to carry this, you know, alive but very hurt body back to the shelter. Uh you guys are free to follow or do your own thing. Well, I guess I, I kind of have to follow, considering I got the wolf thing. Yeah, that is very considerate of you. Um, so Cap kind of puts his hood up and starts walking back. Um, as you guys are uh, like walking back, go ahead and make perception checks, everybody but Keith. 19, so 21. That one. <laughs> 21. All right. Um, Robin, you see a lot of people just outside. 
uh, kind of reacting to the fact that there were like gunshots at the police station and uh, uh, you know obviously some shit was happening outside the wall but you spot a dollar on the ground and it's just like the coolest looking dollar mine ever. mine <laughs> make a dexterity check please Acrobatics, right? Uh, it would be dexterity or sleight of hand. Would not be acrobatics in this case. Hey. Well. So you reach down for this this little dollar, and it gets pulled away from you. Damn it! Where's Bart Simpson? <laughs> Do you keep going for it? Yeah. <laughs> I make another sleight of hand or dex check. Please tell me it's on a fishing line. Twenty, <laughs> yeah. dirty twenty. <laughs> so you dive as the as the dollar gets pulled a second time. You dive on top of it, uh, and you, you you get the dollar, but you realize that you've been caught on a fish hook, and you take one point of damage. Uh, you kind of <laughs> you just like grab it. <laughs> he, he basically belly flopped on top of the dollar. And the fish hook <laughs> poked him in the stomach. So he gets a dollar, takes a point of damage, uh, I guess a credit, as it were. Uh, Vanessa and Mongo, as you see Robin making a fool of himself over over a, a credit, um, you're seeing all these people hey, outside. Later. <laughs> yes, that specific singular dollar after you just received 5000 the previous episode. Um, <clears throat> so... Vanessa and Mongo, you guys, with your 21 perception checks, you see people outside, and they're staring at you guys, obviously. Um, and, you know, specifically kind of staring at Cap a little more. Even with his hood up, he's kind of a distinct figure around these parts. He was the police captain in this district for years and was, like, well-known as a He's a big guy, too. Yeah, he's like people who knew they knew he was he was like fighting for the people um so there's a lot of like very um like admiring and respectful looks and like looks of approval towards you guys as you walk back to the shelter um yeah uh i just kind of elbow mongo oh your elbows are sharp <laughs> 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 I tried to put lotion on. It's not my fault. Elves have less than pristine skin. It looks great, but it's dry as fuck. I didn't know lotion helped with this, like your sharp bones. But I guess it is the future. They can do whatever they want. And magic is real. Um, mm. <laughs> so you guys are kind of walking through the streets. A lot of people are like seemingly admiring you. Um, they're not seemingly. They look to be admiring you. They, uh, it's probably well known. Alderman was a bad guy. Cap was a good guy. And you know they're seeing the good guy walk away, which is usually a good thing. Um, you guys, you know, go down a couple blocks, and you see the shelter. Uh, make perception checks again. The three of you that are awake. Thirteen. 18. 21. So, Mongo, you're still kind of taking in the sights. Um, 
you notice like this is a very nice just from the outside this is a very nice like shelter uh you can see that stone has put a lot of care into his building uh vanessa and robin you guys see something that wasn't really there when you left and it's a very official looking black car kind of parked outside on the street um so you guys kind of walk into the shelter greeted with open arms uh still carrying people you're still carrying keith and the wolf head upstairs um and in the conference room you guys uh <clears throat> normally have been like planning out in you see stefan stonefist arguing with a a woman she has brown hair short but taller than stonefist as he is a dwarf um and she's just that perfect amount of mom thick um what kind of mom like disney mom thick probably um or pixar she's probably a little closer pixar to pixar mom thick okay right? don't think like mrs oh incredible where like she's got skinny ass waist and like then a fat all ass like she's definitely got like some curves okay her, guys but guys objectifying women please <laughs> i i just had to make sure <laughs> Because there's a distinct difference between Disney and Pixar, right? That is true. <laughs> All right, roll for misogyny. I just got an 18. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so what do you guys do? You see this scene um, arguing, like these people arguing. Um, you can't really make it out from here. Um, if you like got closer, maybe like tried to listen in specifically. You could get some. Um. Yeah. If we can, um, I'm a, I'm a stealth. See if I can get stealthy and get as close as I can to hear what's going on. Okay. Is anybody else doing anything? I got a 19 for my stealth. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start drooling on Cap's shoulder. Cap just looks at you. What the fuck? <laughs> roll a uh, roll a stealth check for your drool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's my character sheet? Uh, three plus. Where's my stealth? Six. Six total. Yep. Captain looks at you as you drool on his shoulder. He got an eight. Uh, he's just like, <laughs> can't believe I fucking did this. I really can't. Can't believe I helped this fuckhead out. And in your subconscious, you hear him call you a fuckhead. Um. Anybody else doing anything? I start drooling more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop. Try to stop. Get close with Vanessa <laughs> to see if I can hear anything as well. All right. Stealth check. Okay, uh, Vanessa. Before Mongo sneaks up to you, I'd like you to roll a perception or a history check. Keith, if you keep drooling, I'm going to have to tape your mouth shut. He can't hear you. He's still passed out. Ugh, 10. Uh, so, History, you're trying to figure out who this woman is, but you just keep seeing the back of her. Like, somehow, all... Everywhere you look, every, like, step she takes, just keeping keeping her back to you. Uh, every step I can't get a look at her. Yeah, Mongo, as Stop. you sneak up, uh, Stefan, his eyes dart from the woman, and he turns and sees you. Um, while you're here, you can go ahead and make a perception check. 
20. Was he like in sneaking motion? Like, is it apparent that he was sneaking? It's very apparent he was sneaking. Uh, like he was, <laughs> he was starting to duck down behind the little wall and Stefan just caught him, eyes locked with Mongo. Mongo just froze there. Um, but as your eyes locked with, with Stonefist, you can hear the woman say, you're moving too fast. Gotta be more careful. And Stefan kind of shushes her. Um, she, uh, as you guys get closer, Stefan kind of, you know, whispers something quietly to her. She storms out of the office. Uh, and Robin, you would be allowed to make a history check on her now, or perception check, like whichever you prefer. Still can't believe I got a 10 with a plus four. 15. This woman looks important, but you don't know exactly who she is. Um, so she storms out of the office, out of the building. She kind of, reg- you notice her kind of regard cap and nod to him as she walks past, but that's really all she gives you. Um, Stefan is in the, the conference room, just kind of running his fingers through his beard. Let's go in and see if we can get him to tell us what he was talking about. All right. Wipes the drool off chin. So you guys walk in. He kind of nods to you. Motions for Cap to put Keith down on a couch and calls some doctors in who get to work on restoring Keith. Um, so, um, so, uh, so how, how, how'd it go? How'd everything? Oh, went pretty well. Got the seat, the tiefling out, so. Damn. Yeah, I mean, you know, guys, guys died and, you know, were injured, but in the end, it, um, it worked out. We got Keith and we, Got out of there. So Lieutenant Alderman is dead, Sin. Yes. Very much so. Well, he goes over to Keith's body. Says if that's the trade I have to make for this as or if this as or living is the trade I have to make for that being done. I guess that's worth it to me. Um <laughs> I start talking about sleep stone phase. Keith, makes you, you feel any better you got his thumb shot off yeah Keith you're kind of revived at this point uh, he has no thumb <laughs> wait mimic saying in the play <laughs> yeah. he has Keith, no thumb you look like absolute shit you have you have no thumb <laughs> you have no thumb you have gunshot in your leg uh Damn it, wow. <laughs> they must have they must have really gone to fucking town on you. Uh yeah, kinda. <laughs> Try to torture me. That's, that's putting it lightly. He uh he bends down and Keith make a perception check. Actually everybody can make perception checks. Nineteen. Thirty twenty. Nat twenty. Hell yeah, play. I don't know what the hell I was rolling for because I just stopped laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Keith, you, Mongo, you notice something right away as Stonefist bends down is he pulls a gun out from under the bed and points it at Keith. 
Keith, you hear the gun. Keith and Vanessa, you both hear the gun cock as it's pointed at you. Let's see. Fuck, did you tell him? I didn't tell no. him shit. Can I grab the gun as I say that from him? Yeah, you can go ahead and uh, make an opposed athletics check against him. He is pretty strong. Uh, rolled a 19, so 22. 22, he beats you. He also rolled a 19, and he is he is a very strong dwarf man. Um, so you try to pull the gun away. He flicks it out, and he casts Zone of Truth on you. So I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, I will tell you the DC in just a second. Uh, DC 15 wisdom saving throw. I mean, I rolled on that 17 plus right. my wisdom, so. He says, what the fuck did you tell him, Keith? I didn't tell him anything. He looks at you, dispels his own. He's like, fine, I'm sorry. A man in my position must be careful about these things. Um, I, I get up from the couch and I pat him on the shoulder. I understand. I still do not like you. No one ever does. You're supposed to talk with my psychiatrist. You're supposed to like maybe get some help. I will have her prescribe you something next time you see her. Uh, I think that's the only way. Okay. Back to matters of importance. Keith, very good job. Not telling them anything. The rest of you, very good job taking out Alderman and his corrupt people. Look, I might be an asshole, but like, I never betray people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Keith, I don't suppose while you were in under interrogation, you perhaps tricked that fucking oaf to give up any information about himself. All he said he was getting... Pretty much half the police were getting paid by uh, Alderman, right? Mortimer would be his... Mortimer. Um, Mortimer. Alderman... Being paid by Mortimer. He flat out admitted to you that he was being paid, well, in an interrogation room where security cameras are running 24-7? Uh, they probably turned them off. Uh, I'm assuming. I have. I didn't notice, but... So Stonefist looks to Cap, kind of nods at him. Cap's like, I'm on it, and leaves the room. Um, well, I'm... And I, he kind of executed an innocent person. That's not good. Why did he do that? Try to get information from me. <sighs> I am... Was it someone you knew? Mm-hmm. I'm... Sorry about that, Keith. Uh, Is there like a window nearby? There's, so you guys are in like, there's a window out to like the veranda in the lobby area, but there's not like a window outside in this room. Okay. I'll just lean against the wall. Okay. So you kind of lean against the wall. Um, look at the TV that's playing behind them. Nothing interesting is on. Um, so... Good news, bad news. Good news, obviously, you were successful. Keith is alive. Alderman is out of power. Bad news, we have destructured the entire law enforcement basic organization in this district, uh, which will draw attention that um, 
I'm running out of ideas how to divert from you. Um, because this is coming from the highest levels. Relatively soon, officials from Upper Utopia will descend special forces down onto the district to just secure and protect. Uh, there's also monsters uh, attacking the city, apparently, for the first time in two decades almost. But... To our credits, once again, we have a monster hunter uh, with us. All of you are wanted. And not like the wanting in your father's songs, Vanessa. Uh, like public execution style wanted. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you've also done good things. Uh, Carrie Ann Vix's rescue because of you. Uh, Marcus Mortimer. Uh, his crimes to the city were brought to the light. Um, you know, you're also, like, wanted for murder. Uh, so, 50-50 on, like, public opinion on on you guys right now. Uh, Pretty much, like, lower utopias on our side, but higher utopia hates us. That's not... I mean, that is not entirely true. You see, as... Um, Obviously, nobody in Middle or Upper Utopia wants monsters to attack the city. Uh, the exposure... Here's the thing. When you took out... When Mortimer's was decentralized, his clinics were seized and shut down. So you've actually... There's people who in the last day have been denied access to healthcare because of that, which was a bit of an overzealous reaction on our government's part. Uh, that I'm not super happy with. Yeah, why didn't they just allow uh, your company to swoop in and take over the clinics? Quite simply, I don't have the resources to take over at as many clinics as he did. Uh, I do just fine for myself, but much of my money goes back into helping immediately, and I did not have nearly as much money as Marcus does. Uh, he is... I mean... Yeah. That's the superior. I don't. We don't have all the resources to that quickly affect change so drastically. So with no one else to really take up the mantle, uh, they were shut down. It's. I mean, it's not worse than it was before they opened up, but you know, it's been. And it's, more people maybe won't get sick because we figured it out. Right, that's also the hope, but I mean, it's fucking you, Vanessa. I know you're from one of the most beautiful neighborhoods in the city, but you've been down here enough in the past week that conditions aren't great. Even with clean water, there are still issues affecting the city um, okay. and its people, which we will do our best to assist with. Um, you know, so there's. There's people on every side who have reasons to like you and reasons to dislike you. Ultimately, with Mortimer destabilized, there are two significant power forces in this city for you to side with. That's my best guess. Uh, obviously, current governor Gregory Abraham, he is 
an interesting man. And there is his opposition in this election. That's Prince Don Vixis. Um, so, I guess it will be up to you to choose who you'd possibly want to work with or work with neither. Uh, and I can answer questions about either of them if you'd like to vet them. <laughs> but I'll let you talk and sleep. You all have deserved it. Uh, for now, I will leave, leave you all to rest, and see you in the morning. He, uh, Night. Thank you. He leaves the room. That's not what I want to do. Right before he leaves, I kind of slightly nod my head to him. Yeah. I was like, a quiet thanks. He turns to you and he says, good job not giving up any information. And he, uh, he leaves the room. You guys can all take a long rest now. Um, Hell yeah. Oh, my spells are back. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get this freaking fish hook mark off me. Uh, why is there a fish hook stuck in your stomach? Chasing a damn dollar, okay? You're chasing a dollar. Um, um, no, he didn't just chase it. He I, dove on I top dove. of that. I like, like, bit like a straight up foul ball out of the left field diving to catch it. My dude, we're like at least a little bit wealthy now. You don't have to chase a single dollar. Hey, that's the bartender's tip for later, so hush. They take creds, though. Are you they're really going to accept, like, paper? Hey, hey. It's also for your father, okay? Is it even a real dollar? <laughs> roll a luck check, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> so just roll, roll a d20. Higher than 10, it is actual legal tender. Lower than 10 on a d20, it is fake. Four. <laughs> Yeah, it's a real. It's a, it's a. It's a relic that's not used a ton anymore. But if you take it to a bank, they would deposit one credit in your account, basically. <laughs> and I'm like a, a store would accept it. It's just like they'd be like, "Why the fuck aren't you paying with your fucking credit card?" Basically, you know. Hold on to it a couple years. Maybe the collector will want it. Exactly. It's still only worth a credit. Yep. Okay. So you guys talking or anything? You just sleeping? Let's go get a beer, guys. Come on. I'm just holding and petting Keith's puppet. Oh, it's, it's probably not back alive or not alive, but conscious. It's probably moving again. Yeah. It's it's chilling. It likes Mongo. He's a good dog. A kindred spirit. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, Keith is gonna go out for a smoke in the night air. All right. Anybody else joining him? Going all emo today. I'm gonna go have a drink by myself, I guess, since nobody wants to come with me. Oh, you know, I'll go with you. My first round's on me. All right. Well, in that case, I'll come. <laughs> no, no party, no party jumpers. Come on. So as you guys, as you guys get outside, um, Keith to smoke, the rest of you to go to the bar. You see Doctor Clarissa Smith, who is the doctor who kind of helped you all out and you passed the vaccines or the antioxidant or the toxin shit along to, uh, and she's kind of sitting on the steps and she's drinking out of a flask. Um, she says, 
Hi. Howdy. Do you, uh, do you, I mean, I... Honestly, Am I there with him? I'm yeah. assuming I'm not. Yeah, they're, no, they're all, order. like, you guys all walked out. You just okay, I didn't know that. Him to go find a gotcha. bar. Um, <laughs> What's up, Doc? She just kind of holds the flask up to you. Oh, you too? I've been up for two days straight, really, since before you handed me the talks and shit. We've hit a, uh, a point we're comfortable developing, passing some shit on to to a, uh, some reviews and stuff. I just, uh, I thought I deserved a fucking drink, you know. Cheers to that. <laughs> she pulls, <laughs> she pulls like some shooters out of her pocket and like just passes them around to you guys. Oh, oh, thanks. Well, thank you. Well, you work medicine down here in uh, this city for long enough. You know to stay packing. You always knew me, Doc. Oh my. Keith, oh. I have every right to deal with my stress in my own ways. There's a difference when I go to fucking work, I'm totally sober. But you I, I need to be totally sober for work. I I heard you guys have been you've been doing pretty good, so keep it up, Keith. Thanks, Doc. <clears throat> She uh, says, uh, you guys can keep the flask and walks off into the night. Um, so you guys are out. Keith lights up a cigarette. He uh, he has some tiefling fire. Just kind of flicks his thumb. Lights a little fire. Lights up a cigarette. And uh, yeah, you guys are chilling in the night air. It's... Utopia is like a weird high desert area, right? So you guys... The city itself is built into a mountain, but the outside is kind of like a desert, and obviously there was like what would equate to like magical nuclear bomb set off in the wasteland somewhere. So it has like very strange weather. It'll go from like super hot during the day to like, you know, 32 degrees Fahrenheit at night, and it's gotten chilly in the low 30s right now um, as you guys are sitting out here enjoying a cigarette and some whiskey from the flask. This one's to Chuck and I raise the glass. <laughs> or the shooter. I'll, I'll drink to that. Raise it with him. Chuck was a good man. A little fucked up in the head, but he was a good guy. And I chug. So Keith throws back his shooter. The group joins I'm in. Tossed. <laughs> um, so, night passes. You guys kind of all settle down from the really hectic last couple of days. Um, go back to your room, get some sleep. Sun rises. Rooster, you know, cockadoodle-doos. And uh, your wake morning in the shelter... Um, you guys leave the conference room you see Stefan comes from down the hall cup of coffee in his hands bags under his eyes says uh we yes we good morning Uh, I'd say the same to you but doesn't look like you slept yet uh roll some insight checks 21 17 well you guys yeah, I mean, they've already rolled what they need to roll. Uh, Vanessa, with that 21, 
and everybody kind of sees it. Um, he's still kind of... Are you sure I see it? Uh, what did you roll, Keith? Zero. <laughs> Keith, you are just fascinated. He was staring off. The fact you do not have a left thumb. Like, <laughs> I'm just sitting there staring at my head. <laughs> you're staring at your hand. You're like flicking where it's gone. And like you can still feel it. Like ghost finger syndrome. Um, <laughs> so Stefan's still like running his fingers through his hair and his beard. Um, he looks stressed. Uh, but with the 21 and 17 insight, he's not... It's not like so much a worry stress. It's more like, okay... He has a lot of things going on and like a lot of stuff's happening at the same time. It's like that kind of, you know, middle of the plan type thing. Um, so have you guys put forth any thought as to what you want your next move to be? Well, I mean, I guess I don't know a ton about Abraham. Um, I mean, Mr. Fixus is a great guy, so it's... I mean, whoever we're going to help needs to be the right person for the job, but I don't want to give my input because I'm a little biased. Well, since we're wanted people, do you think he could at least get this bounty off her head? I don't know. I mean, it, it can't hurt to ask, but then again, I don't know because he's an honest guy. Of our honest people. Keith, was was that a question for me, by chance? If he could get this to want to know, like, legally, could Princeton Vixos pardon you for your crimes? Or at least make a deal with him. Like, there's monsters running around the city, right? Right. So... I'm a, I'm a monster hunter. Or If we fight the monsters. Ding, ding, ding. <sighs> Correct. So here's what I can tell you, is... Princeton Vixis is not the governor yet. He is still leading in polls, although Governor Abraham has climbed back on him in the last day, considering Marcus Mortimer was Princeton Vixis's biggest donor. So people are suspect of Princeton right now. Uh, Princeton would have to win the election to actually be able to pardon you. Now, could he maybe get you sentenced for your crimes as like community service with monster hunting sure but governor abraham could pardon you right now essentially uh that's true you know and true i don't sure. i don't want to guide your decision here i obviously have my own inputs and my own biases about both candidates uh then why don't you tell us Please Governor, enlighten us. Governor Abraham is fine. He is a fine man. He's so he's at least trust a little bit trustworthy. Well, he's fiercely loyal. Uh, trustworthy wouldn't be the correct word, but he will not screw you over. Like he's very much, if you take care of him, he will take care of you. Uh, okay. That's all I really wanted to know. He is for lack of a better word, kind of a fucking idiot. But he's also dangerous and calculated in terms of military and security strategy. 
Um, there's no... It, honestly, of all the governors we've had in the past, the fact that most of the attacks have actually been successful on the city in Abraham's turn is the most surprising thing. Um, but to be fair, it should have been on Mortimer to report sightings of creatures who were possibly affecting his tunnels. Um, as far as Princeton goes, uh, he is an incredibly suave, charismatic, publicly a very much a hero to the people of all classes and incomes in the city, uh, which is why he's been trending up so much lately. It's why he was, you know, he spearheaded the movement to expedite the opening of emergency medical centers in the city of Lower Utopia. Like I said, Marcus Mortimer was his single biggest donor. Uh, that throws its own sense of distrust to me. However, barring significant change, he is still most likely to be the next governor of Utopia. Which means... I, don't, I mean, I don't... Please, go ahead. Uh, I just... I, I don't... I don't know if there's anything... Um, bad going on with that. Um, Marcus would have had a, a motivation to donate to his girlfriend's father. So it is possible. Do you know the nature of Marcus and Bonnie's relationship? I mean, I haven't really talked to her specifically about, you know, I know that she's been seeing him. I know that they were close enough that he has he had Bonnie has his password on one of his computers. Uh, I mean, it's obvious that they care about each other to some extent. And it just, that would be the reason for me that I would think he was such a big donor. I mean, Princeton is a great guy. And if you're lucky enough to be around the family long enough, you, you know, kind of learn that. And I, I mean, I don't know if he knows about that, part of their if he knows that that's their relationship i haven't really gotten to talk to bonnie too much i said i was going to talk to her and i haven't been able to because of all the craziness it's okay no that's interesting um if i'd hope you know you and your friend bonnie can get on the right track uh but i mean and don't get me wrong it's not like Mortimer and Abraham never were in bed together on certain things. Princeton Vixis is a incredibly smart, incredibly perceptive, and strategic man as well. On more of, whereas you know, Greg, Gregory Abraham, is more the sort of militaristic individual. Uh, Princeton is more of the socialite, if that makes sense. Um, look, there are goods and bads to both of them. It's going to be up to you. You don't have to make the decision now. Um, however, I would recommend not being in the open a ton. Uh, you'd need a safe, fortified place, possibly underground, possibly that not a lot of people know how to get into to hide while I set up any meeting with either side, if that makes sense. I know sense. a perfect place. 
Well, I think we need to we need to talk to Abraham. We need to get that pardon and tell him we'll go after the monsters, I guess. Even more perfect that we go to my place. Okay. Well so then I guess we have the plan. Okay. I will I was in reach out to people with Greg. Get him on this thing. Uh Vanessa, as you guys are kinda of wrapping up your phone dings, Bonnie says coffee at Tito's. It's a it's a friendly spot and she sends you the address. It's in middle utopia. Um what do you do? All right. Well, uh, Bonnie's texting me right now, so I think I'm going to go and meet up with her. Where at? Is it on? Well, I guess it's probably going to be. Oh, damn it. I really can't. Be... If somebody sees me, we're screwed. Well, where is it, though? She sends you. She says it's a really friendly place. I've known the owners for a long time. I hope to see you soon. Heart. She says it's in Middle Utopia, and it's a friendly spot, she said. Hey, Stonefist. We? Oui? Uh, do you think you can get us to Middle Utopia, to my family's house? We. Oui, I have town cars awaiting you. Okay. Uh, uh, I send Vanessa, like, the address for the Miller's house. Okay, uh... Keith, are you sure you don't want to see my psychiatrist again before going? <laughs> I'll take one stop and just say hi. <laughs> so Vanessa hops into uh, a car, heads out. Uh, you go out to the front desk, the receptionist lady again. She says, hi, can I help you? Uh, psychiatrist. Right. In? Your name, Keith Miller. Uh, she does have a little window if you'd like to talk. <laughs> can i <laughs> yeah so you you head in she's like hi keith how are you doing how's the progress uh not so great well, tell me more about that god <laughs> uh one of my best buds got shot in the face in front of me uh what the hell uh got my thumb blown off what the fuck I, happened to you i got captured by the police that's not good no why why did you get captured because i was a dick i see and i didn't take advice why why didn't why do you think you didn't take advice? Cuz I didn't trust Don't Fist at first. Okay. You like I said, the our first session. I mean, to be fair, it's only my second time meeting him, so like like I said our first session, Keith. Um don't get me wrong, it's okay to distrust certain members of authority. Uh not all of them have your best interests at heart. Uh there are people who depend on you, though, if that makes sense. Your friends, I know, I assume your friends were the ones who rescued you from the police station. That's what I've been hearing about this morning. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have done that if they didn't care about you, Keith. So, oh, yeah. I love them. So I want you to focus on the fact that 
those people, you need them and they need you. So next time you're presented with an opportunity, cause a ruckus in a scene because that's just what you do or do the right thing for you and your friends. Maybe just do the right thing for you and your friends. It's all about baby steps, Keith. Um, is there anything else you need to talk about? I don't have that much time. She looks at her watch. Stone Fist said you got drugs? Now, if it's interesting that you would phrase it in that way. Uh, you have a history of substance problems. And, like, obviously, I'm the psychiatrist, not Mr. Stonefist. That's very... That's, you'll have to excuse my hesitation if I look at that and see that is drug-seeking behavior from an addict. Persuasion check. Uh, but, like, it could help. You never know. And, like, <laughs> there's something about just, like me on a chill level instead of me like i put my hands up like on a scale kind of format i'm like this is like me that's not drunk i'm causing problems and shit this is me when i'm drunk roll a persuasion check with disadvantage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good uh 11 Yikes. she turns to you and says I think we should... How long have you been sober? Uh, how long do you think it actually has been? Probably like a couple weeks? I mean, it, it the whole... The, since this all started, it's been like a week. It has not <laughs> been like super long. So like I've been sober for like wow. a week. <laughs> a week. And in that time, you have made new friends, accomplished a lot of good things. I don't see why I would revert back to substances to help you. Um... If things get worse, it's something that could possibly be in our future. Uh, but just remember, I'm the doctor, not Mr. Stonefist. Um, my next client is coming in here soon. Uh, it was good talking with you, Keith. Baby steps every day. Just keep trying. <laughs> he tries to just figure guns, but like one of his limbs is missing. But he goes, baby steps. You got it. Uh, so while this was happening, Vanessa was on her way to this coffee shop. Um you walk in, um, it's the super, like, hipstery joint, um, you know, little folk music is playing in the background, um, you see Bonnie kind of at the far end from the, the doorway, um, how about you make a perception check on Miss Bonnie Vixus? 21. Wow, you are killing it with the rules tonight. Um, yeah. Bonnie now is gonna not. Go downhill because you said something. <laughs> Bonnie is not very made up, which is weird. She was always like the more proper of the Vixus girls. Carrie Ann was like a technophile, uh, so she was always like dirty in a certain way. But Bonnie was always kind of trying to be like her parents. Um, but today she wears like a gray hoodie that's unzipped with like a cami under it uh, and black leggings with some high tops, chucks and a baseball cap facing forward. Her blonde hair kind of streaks down to her shoulders. She's just sitting there sipping coffee. She waves to you as you come into the, the shop. Um, you can see she still has 
the necklace on that she had the other day. Uh, it's like this like kind of glowing blue jewel with a silver chain. Um, and she's just sipping her mug and looking out the window. Um, uh, hi, Ness. Hey, hey, Bonnie. You look good. What? I look like shit. What do you mean? No, you you look great. As I'm like doing a fake smile. Roll a deception check. Fifteen. She got a fourteen. She says. She kind of clocks that something's off about you, but she turns down and says. Thanks. Look, it's I'm just getting coffee. I don't need to get all dressed up. Um, Can I sit? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ness. So what's going on with you? Well, my boyfriend got arrested because he was an enemy of the state. You know, he was a close family friend, too. Was, you know, important in Dad's campaign. Uh, so family's kind of been dealing with a lot. She's fidgeting with her necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm okay. Nobody really pays much attention to me around the house anyway. So, oh, I'm sorry. I we never really even talked that much about him. I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest, you know. Ness. I was a little shocked when we talked the other day. And I think rightfully so. Absolutely. So, why don't you tell me what's been going on and go slow for me from, you know, from the beginning. Okay. So, well, if, if a lot of stuff happened since we got your sister home, once we started don't, like, figuring out... Don't bother going over all, like, the details of... This we went to this story. We did to the, went to the factory. She knows like most of the stuff, but like think okay. like details. So just like affecting the, yeah. you. So okay. So pretty much, uh, we well, we we did a lot of things that you know didn't. Uh, you know, some people like it. Some people don't. Um, I mean, how detailed am I going to get with her? Should I Should I be? I'm thinking to myself, because I don't want to put her in danger. And the last time I tried to tell her a lot of stuff, it didn't go well. But I also told her I was going to tell her everything. Roll an insight check for me. A 13. It was almost a 22. Damn it. She looks prepared to receive whatever kind of bad news you can give her. Um She's not hiding it, and she she has kind of like a determination in her that you haven't really seen before. Um, she doesn't she doesn't look scared, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay, well, so it turns out there's a lot of different things going on. So the police, <laughs> it, oh crap, I forgot his name. Mortimer. No, Alder, Alderman no, was the lieutenant. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, that alderman guy was a bad guy, the the chief, and poor Cap. It just it was there was no reason for what happened other than they were trying to shift power, and Marcus was paying half the payroll to 
do things that they shouldn't ever do. I mean, these are very bad things. I don't even... <sighs> Kidnapping people, essentially. And killing people. And we... <sighs> just We found out a lot of things about how much corruption there is underneath. And, I mean, you, you know, your dad is trying to combat a lot of those issues. I mean, he's aware of it. It's, it's not like it's not out there, but he's, he was poisoning the people and the police were being bribed. There's, there's a lot of different directions to go with this. And I'm really sorry. I mean, I know that you cared for Mar you care for Marcus, but he is involved in a lot of bad things. You see, uh, it a single tear starts running down her face. Um, he just never struck me as the <laughs> as the type, you know. Like he was. Uh, don't get me wrong. He was he was a bad boy, but I never really thought he was a he was a bad guy, you know. She sips her coffee again. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not at her to go ahead. I just I just can't believe I got stupid old me falling for someone like that again. It's not your fault. He's very handsome and seems like he could oh God, put on he? quite a show. Yeah, he was totally. I, I mean, like, not gonna lie. I, you know, checked it out every time, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of you for that one. Uh, doesn't, you know, it's this is not nullified here, as I'm like giving her kind of like a, a joking vibe a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I know you're hurting right now, but it's not your fault. He obviously had a lot of people that he was telling whatever it was they wanted to hear. And then just doing whatever he could do. And I mean, he's got so much money. And whether that's from doing bad things or having people do bad things. But it all goes around in a circle because then the people are sick. There was those clinics. He's making money. But also causing the things that are... I don't know. It's just... It's so scary. And th then these monsters, I, I mean, the monsters are just a whole nother ballgame that I was just not prepared to take on. And I start like speeding up my speech like I'm getting nervous. And I just, I, I don't, I, it's just bad. It's all bad. Okay. It's all really bad. And I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do or what I want to do. I know that I, I'm going to end up fighting monsters. And I, you know, wanted to be adventurous, but now I'm scared that I'm going to die doing one of these things for... I kind of stop. Like, I'm not really sure how to continue what I'm saying. She puts her hand on top of your hand. And she says, I know what it's like to just want to, like, get out there and try everything, but also just be terrified that you're going to fail. But... Uh, First off, like, thank you for, for telling me all this. You can see, like, she still has tears uh, in her eyes. Um, and second off, you've done more <laughs> since we got attacked in Lower Utopia than I think I've done in my entire life. So I've, I don't think you have any reason to be scared. Um, and I'm sorry I lied to you before. I just, I, 
I was trying to put off the hurt a little bit longer if I didn't know what was going on. And I would never want to put you guys in danger. I I mean, when we almost lost Carrie Ann and all that stuff that happened, I mean, just and everything since then. I mean, you guys are my family. You're all I really have except for my jackass dad sometimes. He's a nice, he's a great dad, but he's just, he's just not, he just wants to party and do his thing and... You know, I get that. But this is why I love you guys. Because it's like a calm to the crazy chaos. And then I go right back to it with wanting to run out and kill monsters. I'm crazy, aren't I? I'm just a, I'm just a crazy person. Well, you see she chuckles at you kind of realizing that you love them for being calm. But then you just ran straight back to the crazy. She said, ah, Nasa, I love you. I do. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> we um, hug. Yeah. So you hug. Um, I guess, is there anything I can do to help? Like, I don't, I'm obviously some of what you're tangled up in is, is above me, but is there anything I can do to help? Well, I, I might just, just need somebody to be on my side. And we wanted to eventually talk to your dad because there's a lot of sources saying that your dad has a very good chance of winning. But for now, Abraham is still the governor. And I need to figure out how not to be a, a wanted. And I also need to help save everybody because I know so much about what's going on, which I really wish I didn't at this point. Now, the more and more I think about it. Well. Um, but I just, we're, we're working on hopefully letting people get better. People are mad because the clinics are closed, but maybe there's something we can do with that. You know, get in touch with people. Your dad knows so many people. We need, there's people that need resources, people that need healthcare, and I know he knows a lot of people. Maybe he's not in charge, but maybe there's something we can do. No. I'll, um, I'll talk to, I'll talk, to, I'm going to be honest, if you want me to put you in contact with my dad, I don't, I can't even talk to him right now. He is, there's about 25, the election's like a month away, a little less than a month away, right? Uh, he's, uh, he's tightened his, his circle a lot and he's just busy all the time, but um, maybe my mom can make something happen, um, with, you know, the healthcare thing at least. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the monster stuff and we're hoping that now that we've disrupted the poisoning that people will start getting better, but, uh, I don't really know where else to go with that. And I guess just be prepared in case, you know, I die don't, trying to fight the monsters. Don't you do need that. to don't, I, don't. I, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just okay, I won't do it. Good. So I will I will hunt your ass down in the afterlife and fucking kill you myself if you do that. <laughs> Well, I 
still can't believe this has only been like a week. It feels like it's been a year of this. It's been uh it's been crazy. It's been real craziness. Um but uh look I should probably get going. I'll I'll talk to my mom and uh yeah, see if we can't make something happen. I want you I want you to know yeah, that I'm I'm on your side, Ness. I, Vanessa, I am. I am on your side. And I know Carrie Ann's on your side too. Um and I think your dad's on your side because I talked to him the other day. Um so I wouldn't worry about about us. If that's comforting. Okay. Well, it's good. I'm I'm going to have to, you know, hang out uh on the DL for a little bit. So if you can, just, just tell my dad I'm okay. He doesn't need to come looking for me. Everything's fine. Uh, but I would rather keep you guys out of the sight of danger just in case. Okay. All right. I'll do that. I'll uh, see you soon. She like sets her coffee mug down, hugs you again, walks out of the shop. All right. Well, I'm going to sit and kind of have my coffee for a minute and then I'll leave so we're not leaving at the same time so you sit you you stare out the window um for a little bit finish your coffee you're kind of crying happy you seem to have made amends with your friend then you get back in a, a car and go to the address keith sent you uh keith finishes up his therapy he and the boys head up to his house which is kind of an upper middle utopia uh vanessa meets them there and you guys are at the old Miller residence. Um, you can see the house is boarded up, but it's this classic, almost Victorian-style home, which is weird for, like, this dystopian techno world. Um, but it has, like, this hint of modesty. It's, it's clean, refined, and nice, but it doesn't scream, like, look at us, we're rich and fancy. Um, why don't you guys... Make some investigation or perception checks, all of you. Ugh. Eighteen. Twelve. Damn you, mimic. <laughs> it's just been going right downhill from twenty-one to fifteen to thirteen. I and said nine. it was gonna happen. <laughs> I know. Don't worry too much. Eventually it happens. <laughs> Nothing bad's gonna happen, right? <laughs> um so, Robin, you're seeing this house. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a great house. Vanessa, you're... Or Mongo, you're seeing the house. It's a great house. Vanessa, you're still kind of thinking about coffee. Uh, Robin, you're looking around. You notice, you know, it's boarded up, but it's, the house itself isn't really damaged. doesn't look like anybody's been squatting there. It looks like it's been kept kind of safe, almost. Uh... And Keith, your eyes instantly turn to the graveyard in the back. Um, you see, you know, there's this cemetery back there, which is weird for a, a you know a city where space is limited. Uh, but it's got you know tombs to all the Miller family members. Uh, your family didn't just hunt monsters after after Utopia came about. It it's been hunting monsters since the country's been a thing, basically. Um, yeah, but, you know, things went downhill after the incident, so, but your eyes, for some reason, are just drawn to the cemetery, 
Is there, isn't there like a fence, it, right? Around the house? Yeah, there's like a... So, like, think of, like, the nice upper-middle-class neighborhood. Um, like, a really nice upper-middle-income neighborhood. So, you have, like, this brick fence kind of, like, HOA style around the whole neighborhood. It covers, like, part of your property. Um, but you're okay. not... You're, your house isn't, like, gated in. There's, like, a backyard. Gotcha. There's, like, a backyard there's gate like, yeah. to the cemetery. Gotcha. But, like, it wouldn't be anything that would be trifling. This house looks, like should be in some kind of TV show or some kind of movie. Well, considering uh, my greatest of grandparents built it. <laughs> uh, they liked the old shit. They liked really old buildings, like way back in time. We related to the Adams family. Good lord, they got a cemetery in the backyard. Let's just remember the ones who have passed. It's kind of our tradition. I'm the See, all, I'm now you're a jerk. <laughs> uh, I'm new. I apologize. As he says, I'm going to start walking to the cemetery. All right. So you walk into the cemetery. Um, make some. Everybody make some investigation checks around here. <sighs> Do I get advantage? Just you can get advantage on the investigation checks. Sure, why not? Because it is my house, technically. Yeah. Five. Yes. Uh. You like kiss your dice or something before you roll it. It's dirty twenty. It's dirty twenty. It's been a long time since you've been into where you think you're going. Um. But you know, your parents once took you down through the mausoleum on the. The property, the mausoleum to the greatest of hunters that the Miller clan had. Um, so that's where you keep walking. But you also see, and Robin, you see this too, like just name after name on these gravestones from people who were, you know, accomplished hunters of monsters, right? It's, it's you know, it's honestly like astonishing how many people have died and that somebody still lives in the family. Uh, because you know, monster hunters don't have the best lifespan. Man, that makes I'm sense. Gotta give you credit. I gotta give Keith, Keith. I gotta give you credit because you know um, you're still here with us. So that means you're good. We were all good at one point. As I stop at one of the graves, it was probably like my grandparents or something. I just kind of rest my hand on it a quick second. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Keith still heads towards the mausoleum, uh, unless there's something else you want to take a look for. Not much. I'm assuming we're going to our secret base. Right. So you you head in the mausoleum. <laughs> Inside the graves are the graves of the most important people of the family. Um, includes both people before um, the Great Wars and from the last 300 years. Um at the far end from the entrance, you see there is a large tiefling. You know this to be your like great 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 grandfather, basically the first of you. Um, and he's holding a whip and has a wolf at its feet. It stands over a large stone tablet 
uh, as well as on both sides of the halls are statues of tieflings and some people who like married into your family who were also like good hunters. Um, yeah. Do you have, have a, a name? Big mood. Big uh, mood. <laughs> big mood. Big yeah. Mood, His name was Onley. Onley Miller. Yeah, Onley Miller. Big mood. Stupid balls. I I stand in front of uh, his statue and I go. You were the man. <laughs> yeah, so Onley Miller is this tiefling standing over the stone tablet. Uh, how about everybody make some investigation checks on the mausoleum room? Five. 19. 14. So, Keith, you see that on the tablet is your family crest essentially um and mongo you see actually vanessa you see that keith's family crest is on the back of his like clothing and it's this uh dragon that has two wings outstretched um wrapped around a sword with his head kind of looking down at like the hilt of the sword um and under its outstretched wings are a tangle of vines with the blooming roses. Um, Mongo, you look at Keith's jacket and then at the tablet. You notice there's something off about it. Uh, Keith, you also turn to your right and you see there's some knobs on the wall as well as a lever at the base of the tablet. If I remember correctly, we have to make sure the you said the wings were on the on, on your crest that's on your jacket. The wings of the dragon are outstretched. Um, mm-hmm. Since you guys have time to study this tablet, uh, the wings of the dragon on the tablet are not fully outstretched. Um. The dragon is looking up at the statue, and the roses basically aren't in bloom under its wings. Can I, like, make a history check to try to remember how my parents did it when they took me down here? Sure. It was, like, 20 years ago, so make it with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, that kind of sucks. I rolled a fucking nat 20 on one of them. Uh... 16. Those knobs on the wall and the lever probably have something to do with it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go up to one of the knobs and just kind of turn it, see what happens. Okay, so there's three knobs. You're looking at them. Um, there's a left knob, a right knob, and a center knob. Um, which one do you turn? Uh, furthest most right. So you turn the right knob. Uh, So you turn it once, and you can hear motion happen. Um, Basically, the wings of the dragon, so you look back to the tablet, have uh, fully, like, receded. Its wings are wrapped in again. Chain to go the other way. Yeah, so then I turn it back the other way. How many times? Twice. Let's go twice, yeah. So you turn it twice, its wings stretch out a little bit, uh, 
kind of halts, resets, gears set. Wings are almost fully outstretched, but not completely spread. So one more time. So try three. Its wings are fully outstretched. You hear a little ding from the knob. Uh, I go to the middle one. I turn that one. Okay. <laughs> so you turn it once. and I just turn it to see what happens, like see if anything moves. So the head of the dragon turns down and faces the sword. That's what you want. Yep. Then I go to the most left one. And I just turn it once to see what's... Well, but you need the ding, don't you? True. It well, it dinged. So it's not you. right then. Yeah, it okay. Dinged. I think I know my own family crest. Right, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure <laughs> we're doing it right. Go to the most left one, turn that once, and look back at the statue. Uh, okay. You turn it one time. Uh, you turn it one time. It the roses, which were like kind of partially bloomed, or they were completely closed. They open to a partial bloom. Turn it once more. Roses bloom. You hear a third ding. Um, pull that lever. You pull the lever. Um, as you pull the lever, kind of blue magic is splits the door or the tablet in four corners. Um, you kind of step back a little bit as the each part of the tablet um starts to open uh and like spread out give me one second as you're doing this the statue on the above the tablet seems to turn and face you face me face you yeah the who has opened the thing it looks at you it nods its head essentially and the doorway is open oh that's kind of creepy well in we go <sighs> okay uh watch your step they uh most likely have traps all set around but who knows <laughs> my my family is very secretive uh, <clears throat> okay. So you guys kind of walk down this staircase. Uh, everybody make perception checks again. 19. Dan. 17. So Mongo and Robin, you're kind of seeing it's dark, uh, but it's not too dark. And you're seeing just this amazing amount of art literature spread out and there's this huge grand hall um Vanessa you notice it has cobwebs and dust uh, but it's not as dusty as you'd think it would be surprisingly Keith something strikes you as you walk in here the lights are on um as you step further down the stairs you hear a skittering i instantly take out my wolf wolf you turn to the right of you nothing's there um 
progress a little further in, you see a lot of the books have been kind of torn up. Uh, there's clearly looks like something has been here. You hear another skittering, this time to your left. Can I make a perception check? Go ahead and make a perception check. So we're in dark. It's, it's close enough. It's not dark. So okay. That's that's part of the problem. Like it's don't get me wrong. You're in a basement. It's dim. Mm -hmm. But it's not like dark. Okay. Because I, I do have dark vision up to sixty feet. I was wondering if I could see it. Uh, eighteen plus perception. Nineteen. Vanessa, with you were seventeen. Mongo fifteen. Keith, with your nineteen. Nothing's there. Till till the left again. Um, as you progress further down these stairs into this giant grand hallway, you can hear an echoing of little skittery feet and squeaks. No. Um, <laughs> you get down to the base of the of the stairs, and Keith, there's this little kind of. I, essentially like a smart tablet uh, that would like you know because you remember your father seeing it would control the lights make it brighter in here I flick them on in front of you as you flick the lights on is a horde of rats giant rats <laughs> specifically um, there's a giant one like it makes other giant rats look like tiny normal rats. It's a king rat. <laughs> Are these like the RUSs from Princess Bride? The basic rats would be like the yes! RUSs. Essentially, that's that's basically exactly what they are. Uh, the rodents of unusual size. Oh my god! And the giant king rat in the center looks at you and says, "You have entered the lair of the beast." Now you prepare to be slaughtered. Yo, that's actually... asshole. This is my place. It's ours now, bitch. Everybody roll initiative, and that's actually where we're going to end today. <laughs> <laughs>well thank you for tuning in to this shorter shorter episode but it's really nice life happened this week unfortunately uh i have not figured out or we have not figured out what the plans for christmas are next week's campaign stream is also not going to be on thursday as well it'll be friday or saturday again um i am mimic the idiot i'm dungeon master joined by daisy cakes plays Vanessa halen play the fool who plays mongo jimmy ssr 14 who plays robin hoodie and vex who plays keith miller um links to our shit is in the description below yeah that stuff tune in next week next week will be intense pretty fucking intense so stay safe have a happy holidays and we will let you know what plans for the holiday like the christmas and new year's week are uh bye